This is Musketeer Review Board News. But he's very gentle. <laughs> and the effects. I'm sure he's very gentle. Having said that. Welcome to this week's news Yay. episode of the Musketeer Review Board. Uh, show where we try to be, you know, relevant and shit. You um, usually say timely, but I have a feeling timely's yeah. gone out the window. It's true. Well, uh, before we get started, let's hand out a few slaps in the ass to friends of the show. For comics memorabilia and more, visit your friendly neighborhood purveyor of sundries, Deathray Comics at deathraycomics.com. Also, special thanks to Badass Coffee. If your coffee isn't strong enough to slay Glorg, the enforcer of the pirate moon of Endor, then it's not Badass Coffee. Also, uh, to ensure you grow big and strong, you must, of course, eat your comics. To get your daily dose of comic and other geek-centric entertainment reviews, visit the sensational review blog Eat Your Comics at eatyourcomics.com. This week, we are joined by the affable Athos. Oh, hey, adjectives are back. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> The pretentious Barthos. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not a fan of these adjectives. <laughs> and I, the adjective Aramis. Me. <laughs> I'd like to give you a vote and of no of confidence. of course, your venerable host, D'Artagnan. All right. <laughs> Venereal D'Artagnan. Venereal D'Artagnan. <laughs> <laughs> he is a host of many venereal diseases. He's a host Yay! of many things. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. Uh, for release schedule opening this week, week of uh, June 12th, uh, we've got uh, Jurassic World, of Woo! course, leading us off. Um, rated PG-13, scheduled, of course, for wide release. Chris Pratt, uh, Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 22, 22 years after the events of Jurassic Park, Isla Nublar now features a dinosaur adventure park, Jurassic World, as originally envisioned by John Hammond. This new park is owned time. by the Patel Corporation. Patel Corporation. Is that like the cousin? Yeah. Cousin to Mattel. That's, what I was, that's exactly what it's I was thinking. Owen, Mattel. Chris Pratt, a member of Jurassic World's on-site oh, no, staff, conducts behavioral research on the Velociraptors. Jurassic World's attendance rates begin to decline, and a new attraction created to respark visitor interest backfires. Whoa. No way. In this, in this world, they open Jurassic Park. The numbers are high. And suddenly people are like, yeah, but I've seen the dinosaurs. I'm not going back. You know, Cause well, right, because you've got to take like a, a boat trip there. It's expensive. But to Disney get there. World costs a ton of money. People you have to get think. hotel rooms somewhere close to it. And you the have to fly across fake. the country. And it still has climbing numbers every single year. Yeah. Dinosaurs. They're saying dinosaurs are going to make it decline. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, obviously. But right. that just seems like a bullshit story. Like. Maybe maybe but Jurassic World is just a bunch of little toy dinosaurs that you buy at the supermarket. It's just a bunch of scientists. Rawr, rawr. There's like 30,000 people in the park, and it's just two guys with toy dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and a jumbo's like, rawr, dinosaurs! Well, just, just do it like Disney World. It's on a screen. <laughs> you see their fingers. <laughs> you, just, you make a whole lot of theme rides. You make Arg. a bunch of characters to walk around and then all you have to have is like a single dinosaur sort of somewhere it's like it's like uh the creationism or creationist world museum whatever where it's like you know plenty of people still go to it every year but that doesn't mean anything right 
anyway. numbers. But right. really, isn't it just everyone's going to go to see Chris Pratt because everyone's in love with him a little bit right now? He, he, um, he you can't help it. That's true. You He's so darn cute. He is. He's mm, very cute. You're yeah. jealous. <laughs> the guy, I loved him when he was stupid and husky because he reminded me of me. Oh, now he's fit and smart and makes millions of what dollars. What a sellout. And it's still Screw funny. You. And it's still funny. <laughs> he is you. sold Come out Go back to your people. roots, Chris Pratt. Yeah. You Go fat back. bastard. <laughs> Go back to when you were adorably stupid so that depressed chicks liked you, you know, right. which is exactly how I've always gotten girls. <laughs> uh, nice. Coming up also this week, <laughs> we've got Vendetta. Starring Paul R- Paul White, Dean Cain, and Rudd. Michael Eklund. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Uh, released uh, wide release. Uh, it's rated R. Uh, Dean Cain and WWE superstar The Big Show. Oh Ooh, no! This <laughs> oh, action packed no, thriller no. about a detective uh, pushed beyond right his limits. I mean, Who will okay. stop at nothing for vengeance when his wife is brutally murdered by a criminal that he put away? Mason Cain, a hard nosed detective, deliberately gets arrested for murder in order to get vengeance. While inside, Mason discovers a new criminal enterprise. Those behind it would kill to protect. The big show. The big show. Big show. I wasn't there when it was like Mike or Dean Kane, but then it was like the big show. Who doesn't love seeing that guy on the screen? I even watched wrestling when he's on because uh, he's fantastic. I feel like this is borrowing a lot of storylines from. Well, yeah, some movie with Harrison Ford and Prison Break. I remember that great. some movie was a really good one. That yeah, was one some of Harrison movie. Ford's best. Yeah. Some movie was probably. Really I can't good. remember what it's called. Wasn't the one with Harrison Ford purposely <laughs> getting incarcerated? Which was a remake. Is the, it, he didn't purposely get incarcerated the in the Fugitive, though. No, there's something else. Maybe it was explosions. Explosions. Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> there was um, also the uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger team up. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Feels not very fresh, which mm. might explain why Dean Kane's attached to it. Well, yeah, it was because just he's, he's the new he's I the didn't new feel C-lister super fresh today, yeah. but for these movies, <laughs> I thought it was just me. He's like, I just need a paycheck. Okay, I'll take just any give me movie, something, just anything. I'm, I'm just scramble. We'll just steal pages from many other scripts. Uh, uh, also, this week, the Wolf probably make for an interesting movie. Like a actually, documentary. The Locked away from society in an apartment on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. The Angulo brothers learn about the outside world through the films that they watch. Nicknamed the Wolfpack, the brothers spend their childhood reenacting their favorite films using elaborate homemade props and costumes with no friends and living on welfare. They feed the curiosity, creativity, and imagination with film, which allows them to escape from their feelings of isolation and loneliness. Everything changes when one of the brothers escapes and the power dynamics in the house are transformed. The Wolfpack must learn how to integrate into society without disbanding the brotherhood. Uh, documentary about oppression and fascist parenting yay that sounds depressing that sounds so lighthearted. i want to go gargle bleach now thanks guys (laughs) that's just that's just a good family fun comedy movie right family night yeah speaking of which uh meh also opening this week is madame bovary uh starring uh mia wazakowska paul giamatti and ezra miller Mike Wazowski. Set in Normandy, France, Madame Bovary is Gustave Flaubert's classic story of Emma Bovary, a young beauty who impulsively marries small-town doctor Charles Bovary. 
Bovary. I can't. Runs with ovary. To leave her father's pig farm far behind. But after being introduced to the glamorous world of high society, she soon becomes bored with her with her stodgy husband and mundane life, and seeks prestige and excitement outside the bonds of marriage. Fantastic. Well, that sounds. It sounds like the premise for my divorce. <laughs> this uh, looks familiar. <laughs> this has a scent, an odor so familiar to me. That's okay. why you don't marry pig Is farmers' that, I daughters. Thought, see, I fair enough. I'm telling you, I'm not fresh today. Um, Sorry about see. the odor. This was Set Fire to the Stars, opening also starring Elijah Wood, Kelly Riley, and Shirley Henderson. Oh, there he is. That could I'm be good. I'm done with Elijah Wood. Yeah. I, just... I can't watch him act. I always just re- realize that he's very short and kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. No matter what he does. He's meant to be a hobbit. Um, based sure. on true events, Elijah Wood stars as John Malcolm Brennan, the New York academic who brought Dylan Thomas to America, actor, co-writer, Celan Jones plays the volatile celebrity poet tormented by anonymity, alcohol, and the abyss who scandalized the Manhattan literary literati of the 50s and challenged Brennan's hero worship of his work. In the face of the Welsh poet's wilder excesses in the Big Apple, Angel, Beast, and Madman, John has no choice but to hijack Dylan to a private retreat to get him ready for America. The days and nights that follow will change his life forever. Part literary biopic and shot and cut glass black and white. Part love letter to the American B-movies of the 40s and 50s. Blech. Okay. Um, I will have this to say. He's uh, Elijah Wood's got this other one coming up called Cooties. So it's kind of a take on the um, a zombie movie. Only it's like a bunch of teachers and their grade school. All the grade schoolers have eaten something and they've all turned into zombies. It looks fantastic. I, I would watch it. So, so far to the stars. Eh. Is there is there is there anything not depressing coming out? Is Me <laughs> and Earl and the Dying Girl, I think. Oh, die, good. Yeah. Oh. All right. That's well, also that sounds, opening this week. That sounds sounds cheerful. Yes, it does. Yeah. Explosions by Michael Bay. Explosions. Me, Earl and the Dying Girl, and Explosions. John. Okay, this is starring John Bernthal, Olivia Cook, Nick Offerman. Uh, Thomas Mann, Molly Shannon, Matt Bennett. Uh-huh. So it is going to be fun. It is going to be funny, hopefully. No. No? Oh, I'm, I'm going to disappoint you. Uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl is the story of Greg, a high school senior who is trying to blend in anonymously, avoiding deeper relationships as a survival strategy for navigating the social uh, yep, social minefield that is teenage life. He even describes his constant companion, Earl, with whom he makes short film parodies of classic movies as more of a co-worker than a best friend. But when Greg's mom insists he spend time with Rachel, a girl in his class who has just been diagnosed with cancer, he slowly discovers how worthwhile the true bonds of friendship can be. And Nick Offerman and uh, what's-her-face? Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon end up being the lovable teachers that are slightly comic relief, but oh. mostly depressing older people. Yeah, fuck, That's my guess. This, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, Offerman is actually Greg's dad. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but yes, no, you're... Yeah. That is, that is spot on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then... Sad week. In movies, yeah, I know. It's the like only other thing week, opening this week is uh, the Yes Men Are Revolting, another um, documentary that I'm not really going to get into because I just got bored. So <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep reading it, and 
There we go. That's the release schedule. So it looks like Jurassic World is going up against absolutely nothing yeah. this week. Uh, so Good job, Jurassic World. You know, you know they're just patting So it's going to be a one-sided right fight in the box office <laughs> this weekend. Like, uh... This time when the thing says the number one movie this week, it actually will be the number one it, movie. Yeah. 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 Yes. Legitimately. Because it would be the only movie. And tying for number 3,000, everything else. Alright, what else we got out there? Anybody who wants to go next? Athos, uh, Porthos. I, I actually Aramis. I did find something I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, which is what the Z for Zachariah trailer dropped. Z for Zachariah. Yeah, have you guys? Do you guys ever read Z for Zachariah? I have not. It is a post-apocalyptic teenage coming-of-age book. It's a teen drama. You know everything that's everyone likes right now. They did the Giver. They did all the. Uh, What's it called? Maze Runner. All those kind of movies. They've all come out. They decided to do Z for Zachariah. The trailer dropped. And surprise, surprise, they've deviated completely from the <laughs> book. And Anna, the main character in it, who spends most of the time alone or with like an old dude, if I remember the book correctly. There's like one guy, Loomis or something like that, that she spends the entire time with, like trying to survive. And he's kind of nuts. Uh, instead, Love Triangle with two oh, good-looking wow. guys. Of course, yeah. they're just going to throw Chris in... Chris Pine, Margot Robbie, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, they decide to make it some kind of Love Triangle instead of actually making it about a teenage girl that's trying to survive. You don't know who that is, in... No fucking idea. Algiofor? No, you saw the Serenity, right? The movie? What? The Firefly movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's the he's, bad, the he's the assassin that's hunting him down. Oh, all right. The bad guy from uh, Four Brothers. Yeah, he's guy he's from Twelve, 12 Years a Slave. You've seen probably him. Every yeah. single one of them, almost. So like that it, kid from high school. Yeah, he what played that fuck? role. <laughs> yeah, he he's everywhere. If it's not wow. Samuel L. No Jackson, no wonder he looked a little yeah. old to be in high school. He's the guy from Twelve Years a Slave. Use that determines which. Which one it was? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't understand that. I don't really get it. I kind of wish they'd wow. lay off doing these movies for a little while. It's getting kind of old. Well, that's all. That's what I brought to the table tonight for you guys. Is fuck these people and so their movies were... and their goddamn love triangles. Can't there actually be a movie where someone just does shit by themselves and doesn't need? To. What's the justification? Do you think? I mean, do you really think that they're sitting there going? This doesn't work. I'm gonna have to. Why? Why change it? Because it's the formula that's worked on every other post-apocalyptic teen movie this entire time, with the sole exception of The Giver, which worked because they said, "Hey, Taylor Swift's in this," and she pretty much wasn't. <laughs> and that's the only thing that worked about that one for them to get butts in the seats. Anyway, depressing. In case yeah. that was part of anyone's childhood, I, I say they should I just hand it. out butt grabs. I'll yeah. go to every movie then. Yeah, <laughs> free, <I> mean, butt <laughs> free booty grab. You know it's going to be done by the uh, door greeter and an don't ass even grabber. care. Don't even care who it's going to be. It. A thirty-eight-year-old um, manager, no, associate manager of a movie theater who's depressed with his life, and will probably spend more time trying to grab teenage girl butts than your butt. But I have a really nice butt. Yeah, doesn't matter. He's sad. And I, God damn it, I deserve one. It's part of the deal. <laughs> Give me my butt grab. All right. Who's next? That'll be me. Go ahead, man. Fallout 4. 
Fallout 4. Sounds fantastic. It is fantastic. Uh, Bethesda, the uh, uh, franchise behind it, uh, is also behind Skyrim, Rage, Dishonored, uh, games like that, uh, has finally released Fallout 4 after, like, I don't know, it's five billion years. (laughs) It's been been five (laughs) years since uh, Fallout New Vegas. And um, the trailer is just amazing for well in my opinion i it, it's it's it starts off just like any other fallout game starts it's a it's a close uh shot of something and and a song from the 40s is playing it zooms out and this is apocalyptic wasteland is shown and um this time they're showing the day that the bombs fall oh yeah tell them about the release That's yeah so cool. the the day that the bombs fall um and um it just switches back and forth. It shows little it's bits and pieces of gameplay, which we'll be seeing uh, this year at E3. Bethesda's never bought a spot at E3. And um, and they've, they've got one they chose on the very first day, very earliest time, and it's just ready. They're ready to go. So hopefully we're hoping to see some kind of gameplay. It's been rumored that there will be a 20-minute piece of gameplay there. And uh, another rumor is that it'll be released October 28th of this year, which lands on a Friday, which is kind of... Games usually land on Tuesdays. Um, But the the significance of October 28th is the day that the bombs fall in the game, causing the... Explosions! 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 (laughs) (laughs) Causing the apocalypse, um, which is uh, October 28th, 2077. Um, it but it looks like from from what you see in the trailer, it looks great. It looks like the story is going to be uh really fun to play. Uh, and it, and they always they always choose like really big places to set the apocalypse in. Uh, Fallout Three was set in um Washington D.C., which was called the Capital Wasteland, and then uh the New Vegas, of course, is Las Vegas considered the Mojave Wasteland. So this time they're using Boston and. I am just ready to go to Fenway and kill a bunch of mutants. I'm Michael Bay, and I approve of this explosion. Explosion! <laughs> so uh, check out E3, June 14th, and uh, that's that, that's mine. That's mine for my video game. All right, fantastic. All right, so I have some sad news. That's going to go right along with the... Uh, theme for the, the day. Yeah, yeah theme, for the theme for the day is let's just all be sad. And uh, so, apparently, it has dropped, and and I'm stealing this from Nerdist News, but um, apparently, Nerdist.com. <laughs> Constantine is definitely gone. It's canceled. Boo. Um, <laughs> they, there were hopes to take it over to NBC's sibling Sci-Fi. Um, Stephen Amell even offered to be in a, a crossover episode if it was renewed. I don't know why he thought he was the shit that would hold it together. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. I'm Arrow. So if Arrow is on... I don't think con- you understand. <laughs> if Arrow is on Constantine, it's going to save your butt. <laughs> Look what it did for the Flash. No, it's actually the other way around, shithead. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I guess... Um, the executive producer Daniel Sarone or Carone, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, had this to say about it. Uh, he said, "I promised I'd share news when I had it. Sadly, that news is not good. 
Um, the cast and writers of Constantine are being released from their contracts. The studio tried to find a new home for the show, for which we are forever grateful, but those efforts didn't pan out. I'm sorry I wasn't provided any information on the attempts to sell the show elsewhere. All I can report is that the show is over. So it's done. Done, done. Motherfuckers. It was just getting... It was like... I was there from the beginning, but it was like definitely hitting a stride. Well, it was getting it, more interesting. I feel like it's going to turn out to be another Firefly type yeah. of thing. Motherfuckers. And who knows? I mean, it didn't really pan out for Firefly, but who knows? Maybe people put up enough of a stink about it that someone somewhere will pick it up. Never know. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. But yeah, that's that's my news. Oh, oh, and one other thing that I don't think I knew at the last podcast. Um, Sheamus from WWE is going to play um, as one of the Bebop and Rocksteady as well. Which I'm like excited as hell about. I think that's going to be hilariously awesome. He's going to be Rocksteady. Rocksteady? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Bebop is going to be well, what is that? Dude? I I can never remember that guy's name. It must be that important, Chris Pine. What <laughs> explosions? <laughs> I'm Michael Bay, and I approve of this. This is Seamus. Oh yeah, right. The alabaster god. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the gonna milk be bath. so <laughs> Adonis. good. Like it's gonna be milk bath like, Adonis. <laughs> I actually hope it's terrible because. It's going to be so amazingly good just because of how terrible it is. <laughs> I think it's going to be just incredible. Either way, it's either going to be awesome or awesomely bad. I'm going with awesomely bad. Well, no, I'm just going with bad. bad. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and that's my news. All right. Excellent. Anybody else got anything? Did you just kiss the microphone? I did. <laughs> He was kissing the he was kissing the three listeners we have. Fantastic! Love. I think that's gonna oh. wrap it up for us. Oh, you got something? One, one, one last thing. Um, no. Yes, <laughs> yes. I know. I know the rock is among our listeners. I just feel it. Rock, go rock. on. <laughs> Don't touch. Big trouble in Little China. Motherfuckers. Leave it the fuck alone. Right, but he will. Don't. He will. Dwayne if you have any Johnson fucking sense. Big China. <laughs> big China. Explosions. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Tune in next time where we discover the healing properties of Shattered Dreams. Shattered Dream Shards for that silky smooth feeling. And then, um, yeah. So we'll stop it there. And then I totally do want to go on 